0: Yeah, I wouldn't mind somebody else being here that actually uh, has the experience. Yeah, well, has yes, exactly, knows Raid, but also maybe has the experience of working with a high point because that's what I'm looking at. I mean, probably a lot of the questions, um, you know, maybe between the three of us we could figure out. But I was just kind of looking for somebody who says, well, you know, beyond just the basics, I've seen a special situation, this or that or I can tell you what the best uh, configuration is. You shouldn't use the defaults on maybe this setting, you know, or maybe you should, you know. So if somebody could say definitively, or, or at least from their experience, say, well, this is my experience. This is what I've seen, you know. Because I have questions about, um, you know, uh, about uh, maybe the settings here in uh, raid management. Um, so I'm using a High Point 2720 Rocket Raid card. And... Um, you know, I'm bringing up the web interface so I can see um, what's you know what the settings are. My first time through, or you know, my first few times through here, and I'm looking at this trying to figure out like what are all these things? And I know just from you know being around computers that I can pretty much go with whatever the defaults are and something will work. But I just don't know if it's optimized. I don't know if I'm getting the you know the best uh, settings for the drives that I have which are, uh, in this case, they're advanced format drives. They're the Samsung HD204UI, I believe. Yeah, that's right. And um, so they're Echo drives, you know, they're green drives. They are 5,400 drives. But, uh, you know, don't be don't be fooled by that because they are pretty fast on the transfers and the reads and writes. So... Um, so anyway, know. that's what I got for drives. Uh, you know? Yeah, so that's what I've got for drives, and then um, so I'm wondering if if you know my first question would have been like something like, okay, I'm going to set these up in a RAID five. Okay, I got three of them here. Okay, the block size I can't choose; it's a 64. But the sector size uh, you can choose like five, twelve bytes. You could go one K, two K, or four K. So I'm looking at that four K, knowing that these are four K. Um, advanced sector uh, advanced format with the 4k sector capability and i'm wondering should i have chosen that in my case i just went with the default which is the 512 but you know i wonder if somebody yeah
1: and so the, five, the 512k versus the 4k
0: right well five yeah 512 bytes versus a 4k oh, okay
1: so uh, so what what do you get out of having a larger um size there
0: not sure. I'm not sure um, what it is. You know, I mean, what 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 um, performance advantage? Um, I don't know if it would affect uh, maybe the the robustness of the uh, of the array itself. Pro- probably not, but maybe there's some kind of yeah. speed advantage to going 4K versus a regular 512 byte. So,
1: you know, I when I built my Unraid server, I used some of those 5400 5, uh drives. Mm-hmm. And and uh it's not it's never going to be as fast as a true RAID system. Mm-hmm. But in my case, I wish I wouldn't have used those cuz uh especially not for the parity drive. The parity drive is the drive that works the hardest in Unraid cuz it's a, a one drive setup versus uh, um a stripped you know, RAID Well, well let me back you drive. up for a second. It's it's yeah.
0: not a RAID 5, right? It's a this is an Unraid, so this isn't your standard RAID zero, one, five. Correct. OK.
1: It, you, I think in, when you're talking RAID 5, the parity is stripped across all the drive, drives, right?
0: It looks like, I believe it is. I believe it
1: so, so In this case, Unraid has a single-drive parity. So one drive is dedicated to the parity. It has to be the largest drive in, in the um, pool, equal to or, or larger than the uh, largest data drive. Um, and anytime you write anything to any of the drives, it also is written to the parity. So if you, you know, are writing uh, uh, stuff, that parity drive is going to dictate. Your slowest drive that's being written to is going to dictate the speed. So if you have a 5,400-spin drive as your parity drive, you know, that's only going to be so fast.
0: Yeah, yeah. These aren't bad, though. I mean, I know, I know what you're saying. I absolutely yeah. hear you. You could probably max out by going 7200, but my thought on that was is that a 7200, um, I don't know, I think they probably use a little bit more energy, yeah. probably create a little more heat. So this is a server that's theoretically going to be on 24-7. Yeah. So
1: The other thing that Unray does is you can spin down it in the software itself. You can use it to spin down any drive that you want
0: to. Well, I see that I can do that in this high point. Yeah. So um, that's one of the features, and uh, that you know, again, that's uh, that was a question I was going to ask somebody if they had f- familiarity with the high points, which is, um, yeah, you can spin it down in ten, twenty, thirty, sixty, one twenty, one eighty, or two hundred and forty minutes, mm-hmm. or just plain old disable it. Yeah. Yeah. Right,
1: right now, mine are running disabled, and uh. You know, they're, they're not spinning down. And it's because I've, I've been having some performance issues there, and I think it's a number of things I've mentioned before. You know, 5400 parity drive, the fact that I've got all this sitting on a, the, either using the motherboard um, SATA ports or I have a PCI, the regular, not the, not the, the PCI Express, but the PCI card, mm-hmm. but on the other drives. And that's where the parity drive actually is sitting, which was a mistake. So that bus is being overloaded and can't, you know serve the data enough so i the whole thing is too slow because of the way i designed it not because of Unraid, but because of my mistake yeah and um you know just trying to get a little more speed out of it because when you go to get data from it if those drives are spun down they've got to spin them back up and then serve you know serve the data and so didn't want to wait
0: yeah no that's that makes sense what is your uh, how long do you let it idle before you spin them down
1: Right now, I, they don't spin down at all. They stay up forever.
0: Okay. How long were you idling them before spin down?
1: I think I was doing an hour, letting them go an hour before I would spin them down. Yeah, yeah. I think in Unraid, you can just type in whatever number you want. So it can be, you know, two hours, one hour, 20 minutes, whatever you want.
0: Yeah. It looks like it's 10 minutes to two hours here. It's, oh, wait a minute, 10 minutes to four hours. Yeah. So, Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So, what kind of a what kind of a, a a delay were you seeing? Like five seconds? Yeah, it was it was five to ten seconds. And you
1: know, as I was, I, I just was getting tired of that. I did not want to see that, so I closed it down. I think I've got a one of those SAS a, a card to put into the uh, PCI uh, PCI Express mm-hmm. slot, and I bought a uh, SAS the SATA cable, but I really needed two of them. So as soon as I get that second cable, I'm going to switch off of that PCI card and go to a PCI Express card, and that should solve a lot of my, my performance problems.
0: And what's your RAID PCI Express card? Which brand is it? Uh, it's you, not – it's – It's. Uh,
1: I don't know. I don't know what brand it is. It's not a true RAID card. It's mainly just a, a SATA expansion port card. I imagine it has RAID capabilities, but I'm just using it to provide additional ports.
0: Oh, it's a SATA card. Yeah. Okay. All right. Huh. The,
1: other, the other thing is I have some of my uh, servers, like the, the Hyper-V server and even the uh, Windows storage server, they back themselves up to to the Unraid server. So every night, they back, they're backing themselves up there.
0: What do you use to sync that? I'm using
1: uh, either, in some cases, I'm using the, what, the sync toy with, a, with the Windows timer thing, scheduled task, whatever or there's a backup solution built into uh, Hyper-V. Okay. Right? I mean, there's some kind of scheduled backup where you can do that with, with Hyper-V.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Are you doing any kind of backup, Jim, yourself?
2: Backup from what what standpoint?
0: Oh, just uh, server backup. Yeah, like, use I, any...
2: I run it to my IO safe.
0: And so you're using Rolla
2: version 1 yeah so version 1 is uh, is I'm still on that on that uh release and then I manually back up all the file shares to the IO safe and then every night I back up all the file shares to Ala as well
1: and I'm using crash plan I have uh, I'm still using the Windows Home Server version 1 but I only have it because I had mapped all these drives on Unraid to that system to the uh, to the uh, Windows Home Server version one, you you can't in normal uh, Crash Plan you can't use network drives. You have to do a special tweak to get around that. So I had this special tweak set up where I had mapped these network drives for Crash Plan, mm-hmm. and all these network drives are sitting on the Unraid server, being mapped on my uh, version one Home Server uh, build, and so I still use that to back up all these things with Crash Plan. So Crash Plan's is constantly taking those things and backing them up. It's never caught up yet. because of, Really? Well, because was backing up something like almost two terabytes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you, uh, okay. Didn't, didn't you just do like a, an initial backup the first time so that everything would be there like across your network? Or did you just say, let's just set everything up and let it just do it in its own sweet time?
1: Uh, are you talking about... The, crash plan thing no i just well yeah i didn't the only way to do that with them is to send them you know a drive if you want to like oh wait a minute okay i okay go ahead yeah so i I, you know i'm definitely not i definitely didn't do that i just have all these shares out there on uh crash plan where you know photos um whatever else and
0: right right it
1: photos music Files, you know the, these type of things. I'm not doing the movies, so it's, none of this is is movies, and it's just sitting there trying to back all that
2: up.
0: That is pretty cool that you can actually send them a whole disk, and they'll, uh, you know, they'll,
2: they'll upload it for you. what do they
0: do? Yeah, no, okay. So, do they upload that? What do they do yeah. with that disk?
2: Yeah, they just upload it for Transfer you. Transfer it locally on to their servers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can see it called data, you know, beta, uh, backup seating.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then the the cool thing is if you have a friend who has an always-on PC,
2: you can back up to that friend. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, so can you do it across the land, or is it just...
2: No, it'll do it across the Internet.
0: You can do it across the Internet or the land, yeah. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, so you and me and Mike could all put in for a backup, and we ought to think about this some days, a backup co-op. Yeah. Right, and and Mike's going to carve out... 500 gig for me and you're going to carve out 500 gig for me and i'm going to carve out a terabyte for you guys right that we that everybody shares and then mike you can send yeah mike can send some of the stuff to me and some of the stuff to you or copies of both right i mean between the three of us then we we would have enough to to have our backup and not have to pay for it
0: right hmm that's interesting and that's all encrypted
2: Yep. Yes. Yeah. I could
0: if
1: you stored it on my server, I couldn't I could see you put something there, but I couldn't see what it is.
0: Right.
2: It's basically social backup. I mean it's it's the walla model only at the um, friend you know, at a friend basis. I can I determine where it goes instead of Walla determining where it goes.
0: Okay. So I thought Walla did I thought you could do that sort of thing with your friends with Walla.
2: No the friends they the friends is different they have a social element to it, which I really haven't explored all that much you know you can you can create um group folders in voila I believe where the three of us, like Dropbox could share this group folder right mm-hmm. and I think if I set it up, it may go towards my overall backup amount that I have available to me or something like that but um I think and I could be think I could be wrong here, but I think the methodology is different. So Crash Plan, well, voila always goes to their servers and then they propagate out the data to everybody who's opened up, you know, their PCs for backup. Whereas oh, really? Crash Plan you can send it to their servers or I could send it to you and Mike. Mike, how much free space do you think you have on your home server?
1: Uh, well, on the Unraid server, I've got you know a good bit. Uh, let me check that. I don't. I have probably four terabyte free on the Unraid server. Oh, Okay. the The one thing I've the one thing with Unraid is you know it's not Windows. It's right. some version. Maybe it's a version of Linux or something. And you know, just like many things in Linux. It's super easy to update if you insert these 100 lines of code, you know, that are rip, written, in some, written in some cryptic language that, you know, you, everybody's grandma knows how to write. Right. Um, no, I'm, I'm joking. Of yeah, right, exactly. Nobody knows. Nothing is easy with it. And so uh, what I'd love to be able to do is run CrashPlan directly on the Unraid server, and if I could ever get that to working, then I'm probably going to open it up to my family and have them back up to me because, you know, Rich, one of the things, if you're backing up between friends and everybody, it's free. All the, the software is free. It, the only time you've got to pay anything is if you're backing up to CrashPlan Central.
0: That's interesting. I, I, I'm getting to the point now I've never done a backup like that, you know, off-site or anything. I, I've used Dropbox, so, you know, yeah, I've got a few key documents up in Dropbox, but I've never done you know, a backup like you guys are doing on the scale that you guys are. And I'm just about ready to start thinking about doing that. So, that's hence the questions. Yeah,
2: Yeah. well, I've I've like voila because it, you know, I I only have a couple hundred gig worth of data to backup. And and that works really nice for that size because I have two of my PCs that I've allocated space to Walla to take, and then they give me, you know, they gave me uh, space in return for that. So okay. that's kind of a guaranteed way of doing it. And then there's software, man, my nose always itches on the podcast. <laughs> 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 um, it's like when you're doing the dishes and your hands are wet. Of
0: course. <laughs> and then you rub your nose, and now it's wet. And uh, yeah, wet.
2: Well, and, and anyways, I think the crash plan would come into to play is if we're talking about terabytes worth of or at least one terabyte of data and then I could use you know I could take a terabyte from Mike and say okay I'll give you a terabyte if you give me a terabyte
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
2: and um,
0: so what does that look like for it must oh it's of course it must be totally contingent on your up you know up speed which is usually kind of asymmetrical, so you're probably talking weeks before you get a terabyte backed up.
1: Yeah, at least weeks. It could could be months for a terabyte. And it's
0: it's self-throttling, right? Like if it detects activity, it'll...
1: Yeah, there's there's settings in there that you can tweak it to, you know, how much CPU it should use, how much uh, bandwidth it should use.
0: Okay. So like when you're sleeping... Yeah, okay. So like when you're sleeping at night, you can have it like blasting. Mm -hmm.
1: You can crank it up, right?
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, how long have you been using RAID, Mike? Real RAID? Any kind of RAID?
1: You know what's funny is I've always you, you've had it on your motherboard forever, the real right. RAID, and I have never used it because I always thought, you know, this is uh, you know, voodoo stuff, and it's I don't trust it for any of my data. But I guess about a uh, when I. Actually, when I went to build my Hyper-V server, I decided to build the um, the, the OS drive as a RAID one, which is the the duplication mm-hmm. uh, drive. I did that one, and then I made a data drive that was going to be RAID zero. So I'd, I'd put all the um, VMs on a RAID zero drive, and mm-hmm. you know they're all being backed up, so I didn't worry about losing the data. And that actually has worked out pretty well. you know it's, it's been rock solid. I haven't had any problems with it. It was easy to set up, and I'm using a motherboard raid, so I don't have a card. I'm just using what's on the motherboard and it was easy to set up you know two separate raids: one is a raid one, one's a raid uh two have two separate yeah
0: you have two separate chipsets like, Mar- yeah. chip like a Marvel and a uh, Intel or no know, I think I think all?
1: it's the one chipset and what was that was, do you remember? that um, doesn't matter. It might have been Marvell, but I'm not sure. No, but, yeah. you know, that's worked pretty good. And since then, you know, I've got a RAID 5 set up in another server. Um, that's, you know, working fine. Now, one oh. thing I haven't experienced yet, so this is yet to come, is a drive failure, is, mm-hmm. you know, how to deal with that. And, you know, my system right now, I've got... The, my main system, when one I use, I got two Caviar Black 1.5 terabyte drives, I believe, running RAID 0 as my data drive. And that's where I have all my photos and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. you're thinking, wow, that's living dangerously. But, you know, that system is backed up on a regular basis. And even mm-hmm. if it were to crash between backups, which I guess any time it crashes it between backups, um, I when I write my photos out of... Uh, bring them in through Lightroom, it automatically take, makes a copy and puts it on my Unraid server. So in the worst-case scenario, I, my RAID crashes. I can restore it from my backup, and then the files that have been written to it since then um, you know, are sitting on Unraid, so I can still get them.
0: Now, when you say it automatically makes a backup, what did you mean by it?
1: Well, Lightroom, when I bring in my photos off of a card... I'm right. using Lightroom to bring them in, and Lightroom has capability to write it to your main directory where you would do it, but also write it to a secondary directory. Oh, no kidding. So it can, it can put them in two different places every well, time it of takes course.
0: Her. That's a smart thing, huh? And
1: so wow. I, have, I have a version go on to my uh, RAID 0 uh, Caviar Blacks here on my system, and another copy go on to Unraid. And that way they're protected right away. It's just a matter of time, like with any drive. That's it's just smart. a matter of time before that drive dies. Um, so I, you know, I do not look forward to, to that with one of my RAID systems.
0: So what do you, what do you usually think a symptom is or indicators or, or I mean, like I think a drive's going to die. I, I think, uh, it usually most of the time I've ever seen a drive kind of go bad is it's already indicating you, indicating to you with the smart data, like reallocated sectors is up, you know, yeah. bad sectors, you know.
1: Yeah, I've, that or I've seen drives just start getting slow for whatever reason. Um, you know, it's taking a while to read to it or uh, read from it or write to it. And when I, I, when I see a drive start doing that, it's it's coming out of that system. And I may test it somewhere else, and if it pass the test, you know, may I may use it somewhere else. But it, at that point, once once it starts messing up, I don't trust it anymore.
0: Right now, you saying that. It may look good on the smart data, but for unknown reason, it's still not performing.
1: I've had a system in my Unraid server that started acting up. It was taking longer to write to. Um, And, you know, it it did not give me any indication on any kind of smart data that something was wrong. Okay. But it it was acting up in there. So I took it off, put it on my computer uh, through a USB connection, and ran it for a while, and it was slow there, and eventually it did start giving some smart data, you know, errors. And uh, I eventually, yeah, I couldn't even format it. it. It got to the point where it wouldn't even format. It would sit there for hours trying to format and not get any Oh yeah, yeah. So that drive is sitting behind me somewhere. I just need to. Take a drill and drill a hole in it and toss it in the trash.
0: Something with the car, yeah. <laughs> that's your message. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's sweet. It's kind of therapeutic, too. Does it feel- yeah, I was going to ask you, does that feel good to do that? It does. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, that's nice. So, yeah. look, I was looking, uh, as you're talking about rebuilding uh, or waiting for that, um, do you have a spare? Uh, you know, do you have a s-
1: At this moment, I do not. You know, I, I normally. Okay. Uh,
0: and can Unraid do that, have a spare drive sitting there, a designated spare?
1: What they have is something called a cache drive. And that can be referred to as like a, a warm spare. not Maybe not a hot spare, but maybe a warm spare. So a cache drive in Unraid, what it's doing is when you write to the array, instead of going to the individual disk in the, inside the array, it's going to that cache drive. And the theory there being that you'll get... The fastest performance—you'll get whatever that speed of that drive is—and then later uh, on off times, it will write the data to the array, so that you know you you get faster speeds. That drive could, you know, as long as it's big enough, could be your warm spare, and you just won't have a cache drive until you get another one.
0: Now, how much? It's, it can't be using that much of the drive as a cache.
1: Well, it's it's not for RAM. It's for let's say if I were to write a a, a movie to the uh array right so for, for a four uh gigabyte you know file there it would write it to the cache and then later whenever i had designated it then it would take it off the cache and put it to the array because you know when it's right into the array it's right into the disk and the parity at the same time and that that speed you know can be slowed down
0: so how many disks in your array here this is your unraid server and how many disks in that uh, right now, let me in count. One, in one array. Oh, well, you can have up to 20. Okay, but how many do you actually have? I have 10. Oh, okay.
1: And it's slow? Well, it's not a stripped parity. Huh. I mean, it's not it's not stripped data. None of the files are stripped across, across the uh, the drives. None of the data is stripped across the drives. Oh, okay. Um, so what's slow is and this is not an Unraid problem, this is a mic problem, and how Mike set it up. It's, uh, you know, that controller card I have sitting on the PCI um, bus. Stripped, yes. Uh, sitting on a PCI bus. You know, the controller card sitting on the PCI bus, that bus only has so much bandwidth. And so if you have a drive and the parity both sitting on the same... PCI bus, it's getting it, it can't keep up with it.
0: Yeah, well, what is what is the bandwidth on a PCI bus? Do uh, we know?
1: I think it was like one hundred and thirty-three meg or something like that. No, oh. Mike, I, th-
2: I think Rich's comment is I think we call it striped and not stripped. Striped.
1: Ah, that's probably the right way to say it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> i was
2: trying to be subtle.
0: Type it in the chat.
2: Stripped is what I do when I am fixing my car, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I, I just uh, constantly. No, yeah, I think they say striped. <laughs> I was wondering but, where that was
1: going to go, Jim. Stripped is something I do when I'm fixing my car. Like, <laughs> do you work in your car in the nude?
2: <laughs> yes, there are moments.
1: That sounds like it could be dangerous.
2: There are moments. <laughs> I don't ever work on my car anymore. It's just Clothes too hard. Or in the nude? No, I, that's that's. I have a son that works at a at a shop now, so we just I just take it there. Yeah, better that way. way Anyways, better. sorry. Anyways.
0: No, no, no that's oh. fine.
1: That's fine. Um so it, that's that's the problem with the speed there.
0: Mm-hmm. Is is you So are you planning on like um redoing this, reconfiguring this, the hardware? Uh Well, I have at some that point?
1: I have that PCI Express card. I have Well <laughs> oh, you wait for your
0: breakout cable. I okay. have
1: the one breakout cable, but see, I I need uh eight uh SATA ports from this card. Is and that only card I, the card has two uh, SAS connections, and so I have one SAS, the, the SATA breakout cable, which has got four, mm-hmm. and I need, I need another one uh, for another four, and then yeah. it's ready to go in there. So I just need to order that and get it in there. And that I should see uh, a good improvement there.
0: Okay, so now I've got to ask this. That card you're using, it's just a SATA card. So are you telling me that when you plug that in, you can actually – well you're you're on Unraid, so I'm not I still don't quite understand what that's all about because it's different than anything uh a normal RAID. But are you telling me that say you were running Windows with that card? Yeah. It's yeah. it's a,
1: I think it's a super micro yeah. card. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, and it's got two it. SAS connections. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you can see the tiny it's got tiny little connections that is uh, the the PCI Express.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. So can you actually? Can your motherboard and your chipset on your motherboard see that and, and grab those individual drives and let you create mirrors or RAID fives?
1: Uh, you know, I do not know if you could right, if yeah. you could do that, but you know, you wouldn't. You don't do that with Unraid. You you know, you would be doing a whole different system.
0: Right, you would be with Unraid. Yeah, I realize. yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So I don't know if this has what kind of RAID capabilities this card has. I'm not using it for RAID. I'm just using it for having the, you know, the SAS connections that then will provide me with a total of eight SATA connections. Okay. All right. Because my motherboard only has, I think, six SATA connections. So even with that, I'm still short of what that case can hold, because the the case is a Norco 4020, which can hold 20 drives. So... (laughs) <laughs> Why? <Nice>. Why? <laughs> because it can.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Whatever. Well, you know, with, I've
1: already got ten drives in there now. Um, you know what you could do is just replace the smaller drives with bigger drives you not need as many. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, that may be something I do over time. I don't. I don't see at this point me filling this thing up. With with drives, the thought at one point was going to be that I'd you know had this massive movie collection, with you know my goal was like three thousand movies, and I don't know we're just uh, not doing that as much anymore.
2: Were you doing it as much as you were trying to collect them? I mean, were you just watching a lot of movies? And yeah, we we were we
1: were um, I was burning a lot of movies, you know, uh, and I got up to probably five six hundred of them, so I got quite a bit of movies. But you know now the way we watch movies. Mainly through either um, Netflix, Netflix. Mm-hmm. or or through Zoom on the uh, Xbox, you know Zoom Marketplace on the Xbox. You just watch the movie just this past weekend, you know, through there. That's where we would normally watch our movies. Is through that. It is a little more expensive, um, so we don't do it too often. Mm-hmm. You know, still, a part of me that would that would love to have that three thousand, you know database of movies sitting here but the reality is is that i just don't use it as much
2: um it's expensive too i mean it, think it about is. the amount of time you spend on your storage and and maintaining it and thinking about it and podcasting about it and to, oh no that's me <laughs> <laughs> part of it
1: also for me has been that i've never found the solution that i like at the tv so i You know, I guess the best solution is to put a PC at each TV and have a you know media center there. I I just don't want that. I don't. I don't want a PC at every TV.
0: And why not?
1: Because you know I got three TVs and I don't
2: want to manage three more. Yeah. Managing more maintain PCs. all those PCs. It's, um, they can
0: I, pretty I, much be like a thin client. I mean, not in the technical sense, but I mean, they, they just have to be loaded with Windows 7. And uh, if you stick an SSD in there, uh, you'll get some response. It doesn't even have but, to be a very strong processor. And you point it to your server and you pull your movies and your music. But that's the now, problem. what's wrong with Is that? It's
2: Windows 7, and it, and Windows 7 has updates, and Windows 7… You shut you know, them off.
0: You shut those things off. Ah, boy. I, you know, I'm I say, yeah, no. Jim, no, you really do. You shut uh, them off. You don't allow the Java updates or any of that crap. You just say off, 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 off. I mean, I've run mine like that before.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm going to say know. something else that's controversial. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: you know, uh, I think Windows
1: Media Center needs a, a major update.
0: <gasps> oh, that's it. Mute him. <laughs> 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 all right what do you want what do you want to see uh, you know
1: when is the last time they updated that thing wow. it has been if it hasn't been in the last couple of years it's out of date i mean it's they what haven't is, done it they haven't done anything with it and what I, do you want in for it me not in it for me even when i so so here's what i have to compare i have my tivos and i have windows media center so i had a windows media uh, a home theater pc for a while hooked up to my main tv and I used Windows Media Center for a little bit, mainly for scrolling through network movies. I did not have a capture card, so I have not seen that part of it. Okay. But it's just, the interface was slow, and this was on a dual-core system with, you know, it was a decent system for the little bit that it was doing. It was just slow, where my TiVo is just move through it, play it, you know, works without a hiccup every time um i never i didn't experience that with windows media series sometimes you see that little thing just spinning Wireless? spinning spinning nope hardwired gigabit network
0: spinning drive uh SSD? yes no no oh, okay not a spinning drive right. yeah you gotta try it with an ssd i'm telling you it's a lot different media center on my crappy little 299 dollars laptop opens about as fast as i've seen it anywhere
1: well you know inside the TiVo is a spinning drive
0: mm-hmm. how is that for noise by the way
1: I don't, I don't hear it. It's far enough away. So I guess if it was close out here, but Darn. <laughs> But what I'm saying is, oh, hold, on, hold on guys. I need to, um, I'll be back in just a second.
2: Well, Rich, so we're waiting for Mike to come back. Uh, so, um, I, no updates, right? I, I'm, I'm, I get, I see where you're going with that. And I get that. I just, yeah. If it's a piece of equipment that's going to be dedicated to a purpose that doesn't require web browsing, then, yeah, I'm okay. I mean, I'm okay shutting that thing off. Don't accept updates. I'll address it once every six months or a year. Update it, right?
0: There you go, right? Yeah. What do you think? Could you do it? I know it's it's a definitely it's a mindset for sure, but I mean, uh, does but truthfully, anybody in your family using that to browse the internet? Have no, you ever not seen that,
2: it? not that PC. We've got you know I've got an yeah. Atom five twenty five that sits out as the media center PC. You're not going to get infected. Underneath the TV. I mean, um, yeah, it's just a different mindset.
1: Yeah, see, mine was a dual core AMD. 2.8 gigahertz system and what i was talking about the spinning rich is you know when i'd be scrolling through stuff or i'd go to mm-hmm. when I look through my movie database of 500 movies you know sometimes that little circle would just sit there and spin as it as it waited and were, now
0: were you using an add-in like media browser or was this just
1: that was the normal thing now, i tell you i did use um what is that um, the movie database thing my movies. My movies. Oh, my movies. oh okay. I did use My Movies, and that was really awful. That was really slow. How long ago? Uh, it has been over a year ago. Huh. So, so you know the the it's just it's not quite there yet, and you know Tivo Tivo has problems too. You know what I would really want to have is a central location where all the movies are stored, and each person and you can move your stuff. So, sort of like if you know anybody who has that AT and t Verse system. We have a central storage, and everybody has a little box, and you can move, play on one TV, pause, pick it up on another TV, and move around. And I did not want to have to manage PCs at each location. So what has gotten me a little interested again is the, um, the boxy box. Okay. I was playing with one of those the other day, All and right. I was like, oh, well, okay, maybe I should look looked into where were movies. F- where did you see this? At uh, Fry's. Okay. We have a Fries here, and I was in Fry's just this past Friday playing with it, and it's wow! It's pretty snappy. It does Pandora, it does uh, Netflix, it does local uh, movies. So I, I, I'd like to talk to somebody
2: who actually owns it before I go mm-hmm. get one, but it's an idea. I don't, Roku, don't know. Yeah, the, the Roku box would be in the same, in that same vein.
1: Except I don't think it can play local it, music. Local, yeah, I don't uh, think it local, does network. Yeah, it doesn't do local
2: movies.
0: I don't I'm think sure. so. I'm what sure. about X, uh, XBMC? You know, I did
1: run that for a while, too. On I had two ways. I had a hacked old Xbox. I, ha- uh, I actually bought three of these things. So I went out and bought three of these old Xboxes for like 50 bucks, and hacked each one of them to run XBMC on it. And that was okay. That actually worked okay. I liked XBMC. But the problem with it, it was it, it couldn't handle um, high-definition movies or anything like that. So, I decided to use XBMC on a PC for a while, and that actually is pretty slick too. I like right. the XBMC interface. Yeah. Um, so I went back and forth between that and Windows Media Center.
2: Now we've we've found a really good solution in the Xbox to the media center, right? I mean that's so the X we watch everything on the Xbox, and then um, we, you know, the media center is the one that collects or or records or whatever watched. What, oh, watched. Oh, yeah. My wife is saying we watched past tense because the Xbox got the red ring of death on Sunday. Oh, uh, so, yeah. Was it Monday? Sunday? Monday? Last weekend? Yeah. So we're we're in the market for a new. Congratulations. We're in the oh, new that, market for a, a new Xbox. But I think that's good news because you get one of the new black, yeah, nice looking ones. Get, the, yeah. get a slim. Um, I think what we're going to do is I also have that PC, Rich, that Media Center PC is also in a cabinet that doesn't have great ventilation. And initially I thought that was going to be okay because it's an atom processor and it's a, uh, you know, and, and the you know what I'm finding? It's not the processor that's putting off all the heat. It's the freaking power supply. Wow, yeah. Uh, so we have to we crack the door open a little bit. I created some vents in the in the cabinet to try and compensate for that. But we open that door, and it's pretty warm in there. So um, I have a kid going to college on Friday. So he's moving. So we'll, there will be some things changing around downstairs, and that PC going to come out into a open-air um, shelf that we'll get plenty of ventilation at that point, and then we'll add an Xbox to it, put it right next to it.
1: Yeah, you know, the other thing that I forgot to mention, which is very important, and the reason why I don't want one of these at each TV, is cost. You know, I'm, I would like to have a $200 or under or maybe slightly over in that range of two hundred dollars product that I can put on each TV that is that the wife and kids can use. You know, they don't need it doesn't have to be rebooted all the time or or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know can do that. And when I was pricing out PCs, you know, looking at what can I build for a cheap price, I could not get down to that that two hundred dollar price point. Now if maybe I just wasn't looking at the right components. I don't know if somebody can build that. But if I you know if you're talking three fifty, four hundred dollars or even more per station. Per, per yeah. station. And now I've got to have three of these things.
0: Yeah.
1: You know the now, TVs
0: got go ahead. Ahead. Well, well I was going to say the TVs are right on the cusp of having all that stuff built in. They do have Netflix built in. I'm not aware of any TVs, and I'm not saying there are not any out there. I'm just not aware of any that can that can find the network. First of all, the local network, and then second of all, play you know all the different possibilities from MKV to folder rips to AVI, you know MP4. Well, mine, you know. mine
2: does find the network.
0: It just a yeah, television.
2: Yeah, the TV. It's it's Ethernet enabled and it finds the network, and I can I can send DLNA compliant media to it. The problem is, is it's got to be in that right format. Yeah. yeah and i'll be honest i just haven't spent the time I, I probably could do more with it but i haven't spent the time the, the 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 media center piece is working so well that we use it like a dvr and then we just play it out through the xbox the combination of those two works so well that we just don't i don't need another solution at this point this the xbox
1: is something that I really like I like the interface. I like uh, you know everything about it. And I thought about buying a third one. We have two, one on our main TV and one in the bonus room where the kids use it. And I thought about buying a third one to put on our a third TV, the one in our bedroom. And, you know, because we love watching movies through that thing. The one thing, I, well, several things I wish they would do there is if you buy a family account, I wish that you could, when you rent a movie, you could move it between those Xboxes on that family account. So for instance, if my wife and I start watching a movie downstairs that we rented downstairs, that, that Xbox is in the bedroom. It's on the same family account that I could move it up there and finish watching it there. And you can't do that. Um, hmm. and, and they need to do something on the price. And you know? I think right now the price of the movies is not quite, com- you know, competitive with everybody else. Cause you're paying 480 Microsoft points,
2: that's so drives me nuts. Sounds like sounds like a lot,
1: Mike. What what is that? <laughs> what well, is the Microsoft points to money? <laughs> ratio? We know,
2: we know why they do that. I mean, they do yeah. that because of internationalization, and it's a lot easier to have these Microsoft points that convert into dollars or yeah. yen or whatever. So, but it just drives Jeez. us here in the United States absolutely. Jeez,
1: nice. yeah, yeah. I think that probably comes in somewhere around five dollars or something like that. So, you know, it. Yeah, so it's you know. It's comparable to the days when you used to go to the physical blockbuster and rent a movie. Yeah. So it's, it's in that kind of price range, maybe a little bit more. It's not comparable to its competitors right now. But the convenience of being able to flip, you know, you're on your Xbox, you flip through, you go, oh, look at that, there's a movie. Bam, you play it, and within seconds, you have a, a 1080p, you know, 5.1 surround sound movie coming into your, your home. And I mean, what's,
0: the, what's the download requirement? What's the bandwidth uh, to get I, that. You know, I, I've monitored
1: mine while it was doing it and it seems to bounce around between about 6 meg download to 10.
0: <sighs> wow. To 10. All right, well, that, that excludes me. I get like two, you know, close to three, but that's yeah, it.
1: You know, I don't know if you if you have less of bandwidth. I don't know how, if it would just buffer it and be able to buffer enough or what it would do there or maybe you would choose to not do the high definition and you do the standard definition. I don't know. For For us... Yeah, the bandwidth is not a problem, so mm-hmm. it, it works for us. Um, but the Xbox, gosh, they've got so close with it; they just need to take a couple more steps. And it sounds it, familiar. It is, re- <laughs> it, is re- it is really a good device, you know. And on top of Call of Duty and, and the games you can play on it.
0: So, what are you? What are you looking for for a new Xbox? Are you going to go with a flash? or Are you actually going to go with a spinning drive in it? Xbox? Yeah.
2: Uh, you're talking to oh, me or Jim? Media center. You mean?
0: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought he mentioned. I thought he just mentioned his Xbox a little few minutes ago about getting a new one. Oh, that was you, Jim. Jim. That's
2: me. And and I'm just going to buy the four gig. I think I'm just going to buy the one ninety nine four gig. Well, you know what you do,
1: Jim is is. uh, We had one of the Ultimates, I think. We had Ultimate Crash, one of the not the original, but maybe the second gen, and it died, red ring. And I just took the. I bought the. The one that came with the lowest amount of memory, and took the drive off the ultimate and stuck it onto the the oh, other one.
2: Yeah.
1: And so your drive, all your data just transfers over. And you know, it come, it, I think the one we got did not come with a hard drive. It came internal, with an internal drive, not that attachment. You just remove the plastic plates and stick that your old hard drive in there, and bam, you're ready to go. I
2: don't. I don't even know if we have anything to recover. I mean, with the the kid who plays it the most is going off to school. I don't think his younger brother, who I don't think he has anything. I need I need to check into that before I go make that purchase. But we don't. I I think it's. I I think I'm just going to plug it in, and they're going to they're going to sign in with their accounts. And yeah, you know, uh, Steam has been. I'll be honest. I'm sorry. Let me let me just say one more thing. Yeah, the Steam gaming for them has has been a difference maker in that, from an ecosystem standpoint, if the PC goes away you just reload the PC, put Steam on, and then, you know, it spends in a couple hours updating, but they've got everything they need, right? I mean, that's an ecosystem that, at least in my mind, does a better job of keeping track of everything yeah. than the Xbox does.
1: My youngest son uses that, and, you know, I remember Steam back when I was playing uh, PC games with uh, Half-Life and, and those kind of games, and he uses Steam quite often, and I really, you know, I did not understand what all was going on there until I looked at it and like you know that actually is a pretty good system they have going.
2: Yeah, it's it's dynamite and it just, yeah. you know, you sign in with your account, it starts downloading the games that you've bought and if you bought them retail, it keeps track of them. If it you bought them online, it keeps track of it, it downloads them and installs them. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you,
1: you talked about online storage. You know, it would be nice and they're kind of doing this with some of the movies. I mean with the with the music, but I wish you could like buy a movie from Amazon. A digital copy. Amazon keeps it there. You just paid them. And then you can watch it on any device you want to anytime you want.
0: Log in with your username, password, bang, go.
1: Right. So let's say, you know, I don't know how you control that for me just handing out my password to everybody. So, you know, that's an issue. But what if I bought a movie that's stored on Amazon and I want to watch it on my Android phone or I want to watch it on the Xbox or I want to watch it on my PC or, hey, I'm in Louisiana visiting my parents. Let me play it on their You know, thing down there, that would be nice if you were able to just move that around uh, like that.
0: Biometrics. (laughs) Right? Yeah, I I guess The thumbprint or the eye scan? Oh, it is you, Mike. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, maybe you could do something where you have. uh, Is it with Netflix you can only have so many devices connected to it?
0: Yeah, I think so. So maybe you do something like that.
1: Yeah, maybe you do something like that where also. It had some kind of logic that, okay, you can't have a device in Georgia and a device in Louisiana connected to the same time. Streaming at the same, yeah. Yeah. You can't do that. You know, if it had some kind of intelligence like that, where, you know, number of, of concurrent connections and maybe location of of connections.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know. GameStop has uh, refurbed. Xbox 360s for 99 bucks. Do you buy the refurb at 100 bucks, or do you buy the brand new one at 199?
1: Uh, I, I would buy the brand new one. I buy the brand new one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why did I not see that coming? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Our's, our's gets a lot of use. Both our two Xboxes. You know, I'm a Call of Duty fan, wow. and plus we watch movies on there. And then the kids are playing on their Xbox all the time. Yeah, yeah. So and they've held up so far. Other than the one that died, the other two have held up pretty good. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm gonna mount. Uh, I'm I'm gonna get a bracket, kind of like a rack, uh, that I'm gonna mount onto the wall, and then the PC is gonna go in one spot, and the Xbox is gonna go next to it, and we'll bring the cables in behind it, and uh, it'll all be kind of a self-contained unit with. I, I am finding though that that both those units would be helpful to have a UPS on as well. So. Yeah. Now you you know the other thing about online storage that's kind of a uh,
1: working in the opposite direction is everybody installing these bandwidth caps. Uh, you know, in in yeah. my case, I do not have a bandwidth cap yet, at least. Mm-hmm. But if you know, if you're a lot of the other people we talk to who do have a bandwidth cap, you mm-hmm. know, was Andrew down in in Australia? Yeah. He has a pretty pretty limiting. Sizeable yeah.
2: five gig, I think. At this yeah, point, so like that. Wow, five five gig.
1: That's horrible. Did you say five gig a month?
2: What? I think so.
1: That's one. Wow. That's a couple uh, of maybe Linux distros.
2: Of, maybe I'm thinking oh, of uh, at uh, and on a cell phone.
0: Sorry. Yeah,
1: it must be on a cell phone because okay. you know, if we're watching a high def movie through uh, Zoom, I think it, that one movie could be ten gig. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So wow. your stream—that's uh, Bill going back to the bandwidth. Yeah, you know, the amount of uh, speed that's happening there. If you're watching a high def movie on Zoom through the Xbox, some of those are as big as 10 gig or or, or larger. So you think about all that, you know, being downloaded. So yeah, that, I mean, that's uh, there's a lot going on there. And if you if you've got caps, I think maybe it was 200 gig that we heard Andrew had. You know, if you're using something like CrashPlan or you're using a lot of online storage, you can eat that up
2: pretty fast. Yeah, I would. I'm so undisciplined with my downloads that I, we would just we'd blow through it every month. We would too. I, I did, Mike. I told you, we we blew through our cap for Potomatic for the Home Tech Podcast. That's actually that's actually good. That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get a hundred gig a month, and uh, we just blew right through that this this month halfway through the. Wow. The monthly cycle. So I was wow. like, yeah, I, I logged in yesterday, put my credit card in, and, and paid them more money, which is why I'm moving over. I'm moving everything, you know, on to my it,
1: Halfway through the month you blew through it? So maybe yeah. you've been blowing through it in, in prior months too then.
2: Uh, possible. Possible. I've been watching it very carefully. and so either and, that
1: or all of a sudden you're getting a lot more traffic.
2: Yeah, and I probably should have just let it go, you know, to see what happened, to see what they would do. Yeah. But I didn't want... I didn't want anybody to get cut off, you know. They're mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're trying to download something and they get cut off. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. So we'll we're making the change over and, and Yeah,
1: that's so, that's better for the long term and I yeah. you know, to move that over.
2: Well guys, we've been going yeah. an hour and fifteen minutes for something I thought we'd end an hour ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you're right, it's five fifteen. Holy crap.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rich, Rich, you want to keep this?
0: Um, you know, throw it up in the drop box and see what we got and okay. I'll uh take a listen. But I mean it seemed like we had some good things going on yeah. in here. Yeah. We, we didn't know. have much on raid. No, we we did. we had we talked a little bit about it and uh but well, we could certainly hey, you- go into it more.
1: Jim, do, you, when, uh, do any of those guys, do you have as Facebook friends? Oh, yeah. Now, when you send out the Facebook invitations um, for, for the stuff. Yeah. Where would you get that idea? Oh, man. <laughs> Dad, did you give it to him, Mike? Wow. Shit. <laughs> he, he just gives me crap about me stealing other people's ideas.
2: Yes, I stole that from one Mike Howard.
1: What and are you doing it? with the
2: recorded video? For now I'm just keeping it. Okay. You never know, you know when you're going to need some evidence.
0: Right? <laughs> <laughs>